What it sounds like is that this week I haven't brought it up at all, and Austin seems to be overflowing with anime froth. <laughs> Look, you, um, you've planted your spores in him, <laughs> like some sort of mycelial, <laughs> Cor- some cordyceps. And now, and now every fourth word out of his mouth is some anime reference, and he can't stop it <laughs> as the spores fill up his lungs. <laughs> curls over. Well, what I really think about Kometsu no Yaiba is... a gibbering mass of Naruto references. (laughs) Oh, he Naruto ran right into his grave. He Naruto'd himself to straight to death. Just like mom always told you you would. You're gonna gonna Naruto right off a cliff one of these days. It's just like the old beggar woman prophesied. Oh, yeah, with your friends Naruto'd off a bridge? Would you do that, too? Long ago in a distant land. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. And I'm Rory. Ooh, I like the enthusiasm, Rory. I'm bringing Nine the out. thunder. I'm bringing that. I'm bringing that good, the good, the good radio bubbly voice to the to to the Saturday morning uh, family. I'm gonna be uh, really vibing today. I'm gonna be picking up what you're putting down. Good, good. I, I like that. Keep that enthusiasm because we're about to get a little sad. Because I play ball. I I wanna I wanna let you guys know that uh, we have. I mean, yes, we've reached the the fifth episode, the championship, sort of the the victory lap of our March Madness tournament. And I don't know that you're familiar with March Madness. <laughs> well, I want to say though that. We, I think, hold an interesting distinction here in 2020, which is that we are maybe the only March Madness to actually crown a winner. Yeah. Uh, seeing as the coronavirus canceled the real March Madness. And so I think that makes us the official March Madness of 2020. Yeah, and we are still here. Yeah, we couldn't have picked a better year to finally dive in on the March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no competition, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Get the hell out of here, real sports. We're the only game in town. Literally the only game in town. <laughs> if you like if you like March, you gotta come you gotta come to this. You gotta come see where we are. You gotta now, know what's going on over here. I also have to say uh, we are recording this two weeks before you hear this. So literally anything can happen in the in that time period uh, as far yeah. as the where the virus has progressed or <laughs> anything like that. So I just want to say on air, like, you know, it's been a good run in case no, we, we don't no. have to use that. We don't have to use that. We'll just put this in the oh, no. just in case. No, we'll put it know? in. We're putting it in. This is real. This is real life. Uh, it's March 15th for us, but it's March 31st for you when you are hearing <gasps> this or maybe a couple days earlier when uh, if you're a patron. And uh, yeah, shit's bananas. March Madness is, ha- is is closed. But you know what? There is there is also a very key special version of March Madness that isn't closed down. And uh, the Wikipedia March Madness Disambiguation article is going to help me out with that. So, no, I don't mean March Madness, the 2015 song by American rapper Future. And no, I don't mean March Mammal Madness, the March Madness style bracket pitting non-human mammals against each other instead of basketball teams. 
I'm actually talking about a thing that I learned just now looking this up, which is that March Madness also may refer to, and this is the first bullet on this list, the main part of the breeding season of the European hare. Oh, like a March hare. So that's where they got, that's where they got it from. Yeah, so yeah. So that's where they got it from, all those fun rabbits who are notorious for boning down, I guess get boned down the hardest in March. Yeah, and they can't catch coronavirus, to my knowledge, so that is not interrupted. So we may, in fact, not be the only game of town. When March Madness takes the hairs, they <laughs> they just, uh, you know. Well, we don't see them down. for a while. We don't see them for a while. They quarantine. They self-quarantine. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but no, we're not doing that kind of March Madness. Our March Madness is a cartoon variety. We're all, for the week, uh, for the month of March, we have been watching sports cartoons and we decided last week that our winner of March Madness was Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Congratulations! And yes, congratulations, Hulkster. I know you've been waiting on this, and uh, this is this is the, the the highest accolade you can possibly obtain, which might be true nowadays. I don't know what other awards that guy might be getting. Uh, but we decided we were going to watch one more week of Hulk, Hulk cartoons, so uh, that's what we did, and that's where we're at on this beautiful March thirty first. Yeah, I'll say it's kind of an interesting uh, arrangement where a winner is chosen and then they have to parade and do their own thing <laughs> to sort of further prove themselves, um, which I don't think most sports do. You don't have like the Cubs win and then you have to play a game by they, yourself. Yeah, you got to go play a pickup match. <laughs> <laughs> and we all got to watch. Yeah. Hope you don't fuck up. Yeah. So that, you know, that's one thing. So we're going to be looking at more Hulk here. Um, and... I think you're going to have to hold on to your hats, hold on to your hulks to see uh, <laughs> if it holds up in the same way that that uh, excellent horse episode we watched does. <laughs> I mean, you'll find out pretty soon, but it's true, you know, g give a little suspense. Got to give the social distancers something interesting to to hang on to here. No. So uh, and I know we're I know we're a comedy podcast. I don't want to I don't want to get us into bummer zone. But, uh, I, you know, we do operate out of the Seattle area and the Seattle area is kind of a weird ground zero for this whole bananas, at least in America. Uh, so I just want to, you know, confirm that none of us have it yet. But we also at time of recording at the time yeah. of recording, all our, all our bones are where all our bones are accounted for. Is that yeah. what you think mm -hmm. happens with the virus? Murray, I know you're outside of the Seattle area immediately, but uh, the closer you get, you'll start to learn all that of the sort of... someone takes your bones. <laughs> when, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't let coronavirus take your bones. Dr. COVID steals your bones for his <laughs> 19 For his 19 skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> the 19 ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Um... <laughs> the good news is once he gets enough bones for 19 skeletons, he's going to stop. So, you know, there's an end in sight. Yeah, that's up. So, yeah, the WHO is monitoring how many skeletons he has at all times <laughs> um, and sort of hoping that he will be done soon. <laughs> Rather than try so. and stop him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the most pragmatic solution. I'm searching for my bones. Soon my dark work will be done. Have you seen Dr. COVID's bones? <laughs> <laughs> he needs 19 of them. <laughs> this is a good bit, but why don't we go ahead and dive right in? Let's dive right in.
It's Hulk Hogan. It's the Hulk Hogan wrestling cartoon. We watched, you guys, we watched. Horrible. Okay. All right. Fine. Do it. (laughs) No, please go. Please keep going. Your, Your very enthusiastic personality is a breath of fresh air today. You guys, so we watched we watched an episode called Junkyard Dogs, Junkyard Dog. <laughs> and after after a break in at the junkyard, Junkyard Dog gets a dog for protection. <laughs> and I, I but I like the synopsis because it is very reminiscent of the of the one we watched already where it was like a horse shows up. I love how plainly they lay that out there like it's not silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A horse shows up and Junkyard Dog gets a dog. Are pretty they're pretty good pitches for episodes, I gotta say. Mm. Well, I did really like this episode a lot. Something we should say is that this was uh this was a like an eleven minute or less probably. Uh yeah, because it was like eight. It, yeah, this was like one of those, you know, classic old school well, I mean they still do it. Those those cartoons that have two two episodes an episode. And so this was a this was a little shorty, but we do need to spend a teeny bit of time talking about uh, about <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper at the beginning in live action. Yes, because uh, that was really upsetting. Yeah, so very much like Pro Stars, we have um, occasional episodes have filmed live action segments in between. Uh, it is not every episode of the show, which is interesting. It mm-hmm. just it's a sometimes food, I guess, are these live action segments. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of pop in and um, feel very much like uh, unscripted high school improv with Oof. famous professional wrestlers on camera. Um, <sighs> it's pretty bad, pretty unintelligible most of the time. And this one is I couldn't really catch a single word that Rowdy Roddy Piper says. He's sort of screeching for two minutes. <laughs> and then was it Mean Gene comes in? Yeah, the announcer Mean Gene. I, I I did I did work pretty hard to pick out what he was saying, and I wanna I wanna relay a couple things to you. One is that when he was in high school, he says he was most likely to marry the cheerleading squad. When I went to school, I was the guy most likely to marry the cheerleading squad. <laughs> Another thing he says is he's not a he's never been afraid of anything ever. There ain't nothing that I'm afraid of in my entire life. But the third <laughs> thing he says is that he's so tough that he stepped on a dog's tail one time and the dog died. What? I stepped on a dog's tail. The dog died. Well, he's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, he's the villain. He's the big villain. <laughs> so he's wrestling's you know, enemy. <laughs> I just feel like right before an episode about dogs saying that you killed a dog one time is pretty fucking weird. And then move on to a separate topic. <laughs> oh God! But then they move right on to the episode that we watched, which we should. We should walk through a little bit. Uh, this one, this one, I'm not going to call it a bottle episode, but it's a little, uh, most of the, the stu- those are the content we've watched so it's far. Kind of an insult uh, to bottles, even. <laughs> <laughs> most of the stuff we've watched so far contains all the, the good guy characters uh, at once. And this one only focuses on, let's see, Junkyard Dog, uh, Tito, uh, Tito, what's Lou? his name? Ca- Captain Lou Albano and, and uh, Tito Santana. So that's the, the the three characters, and then of course a dog named Bruiser, and it was it was kind of nice to have uh, three non Hulk Hogan characters sort of take the forefront. I do I do appreciate their their desire to do something like that from time to time. Totally, yeah. Sort of give give more beef to the roster. I mean, they have a lot of beef already. <laughs> yeah. So at the beginning at the beginning we're at the junkyard uh, because junkyard dog literally has a junkyard and lives in a junkyard uh <laughs> he's the junkyard dog <laughs> which i think is a really 
it's it's just it's funny the way that they've taken these real life people and just sort of extrapolated lives based on their personas. Like, of course, junkyard dog would own and live in a junkyard. Um, but <laughs> what if it's just a localized junkyard in the middle of like Beverly Hills or something? <laughs> yeah, like he bought a place and then tore it down to and build then a, made junkyard. It a junkyard. Yeah, <laughs> this will be my home. Like some sort of alien queen, like changing the terrain (laughs) to his his whims. (laughs) So he can lay his eggs. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Those are my Uh, junkyard eggs. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so I don't know. This this is kind of a weird... A weird thing we start off with uh, him trying to tell Lou and Tito about um, his idea for like a nationwide series gonna, of branded gonna, golf yeah, courses, of branded junkyard style go- mini golf courses. <laughs> when golf there's courses. when there's an apparent break in at the junkyard, and he has to go to the the junk alarm. Is that what he? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Okay. This might be my favorite part of the whole episode. Was you know twenty seconds in when. And with the junk alarm going off, it very much felt like a 60s Batman. Um, yeah. It, it felt very much like this sort of junkyard version of Batman that I became really invested in. <laughs> in the concept of, like, junk Batman, who's just, like, lives in trash and, like, has the same, like, gadgets, but they're all junk. the same basic idea, though. Yeah. 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 And, like... You know, has has a this Rube Goldbergian <laughs> contraption uh, yeah. of like hoisting an engine and the junk crane that. <laughs> but you know, it's fun. I always think it's funny when the Rube Goldberg machine like fully involves like random elements because one of the pieces of the Rube Goldberg machine is just a live bird in their nest, <laughs> and <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like if that bird's not sitting there, this machine just stops in its tracks. But I guess there is harmony know. in all junk, and they they sort of. <laughs> You know, communicate. They commune with the junk. The bird knows what it's doing. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Uh, and and something something I thought was a little weird is the the decision to. And I know this is a very silly show, and we give it props because obviously it won this whole month. Uh, but I think the the writing isn't done with a ton of like care for structure. Uh, because the decision to start this whole thing with a conversation about mini golf leading into a Rube Goldberg machine, uh, both imply a different episode, right? Because like mini golf is about sort of like weird golf based Rube Goldberg machines. And then he has one and he's built one. And then we don't do anything with that concept for the rest of the episode. Um, and and also this show predates The Simpsons, where this would kind of become sort of cemented in in, uh, you know, cartoon comedy, the sort of uh-huh. Simpson style cold open. Yeah, uh, they're just doing this. They're just bouncing around like a fucking, you know, uh, <laughs> electron in a. It's probably yeah. the most sports we see in any cartoon. We've- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, okay, so so they the the machine sort of backfires, or at least it it doesn't. But the burglar it catches is just the main characters, and they get tied up. And so Tito suggests that junkyard dog really actually needs a junkyard dog to guard his junkyard. He does also say on the, the contraption, the contraption ties them up and he says, it would have worked if the burglar was standing here, (laughs) (laughs) which is a funny line about the assurance that it actually would have functioned correctly. If he had been standing where they were standing. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, and Tito also says it's tied us up like a bundle of burritos, uh, which, you know, they give you know, Tito you a tie, few upsetting lines. <laughs> you know, you tie your burritos together, <laughs> like, like kindling. <laughs> I have oh, a top man. bundle of burritos. It's fun when there's like an obvious uh, missed opportunity because there are, right? Like you actually do wrap a, wrap a tamale in string sometimes or you could. Yeah. Uh-huh. When you're cooking it. Yeah. Anyway, and the fact it's, it's that they get. No, but I, I agree with you, though, is that the fact that they get it wrong or like there is there would have been a better option. Just shows they how didn't sort even of do like, their racism right is always entertaining. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. So they go and they, they go to like the pound or whatever, and they're looking for a dog to adopt. And uh, one of them that they're looking at is a chihuahua. And of course, Tito has a couple more interesting lines. Uh, he says, uh, these chihuahuas are muy bueno. They speak perfect Spanish. Just chihuahuas all speak perfect Spanish. He's, he's, <laughs> he's inserted this lore into the world <laughs> and then backs it up. Then he speaks Spanish to the dog and it seemingly understands him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Which is what made it very funny to me. And because that's that's the sort of like weird innocuous uh, to me that is a fine that's a fine line all chihuahuas it's a mexican dog they all speak spanish like i don't think anybody's hurt by that by that no claim. i mean i th- that 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 definitely scoots closer to the okay zone uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i i i uh well before I taco bell clarified this fact <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Taco Bell really, they were, they they spoke the gospel around about how chihuahuas are very intelligent. Um, but in, in, in the way that the chihuahua speaks Spanish, the dog named Bruiser, who they actually adopt, does not speak any English whatsoever, no matter how many times they try and give it instructions just in plain, complicated English. Uh, which is always really funny to me to listen to people tell their dogs like full sentences and expect them to kind of follow suit. Like it's <laughs> like I've seen people do this in real life. Like that's not how that's not how animals work, buddy. That's like that's not how it's gonna work. But their uh, their dog is not a guard dog. No. So the whole the whole crux the conflict of the episode is that Bruiser, who they've hoped is going to be a nice meaty beefy junkyard dog. <laughs> uh, is just a coward, is a complete coward and runs off and cries and hides whenever anything like the mailman walks up and he hides. And so that's when, you know, you know, oh, boy, dogs yeah. hate mailmen. And this is a real signifier. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> and this is this is where the episode takes a turn that I'll never forget. Uh <laughs> <laughs> because that junkyard dog utters a line that says, Looks like the dog's gonna have to give this dog dog lessons. <laughs> he says when each, we... each one of those like uh, uh, like it's a new word. <laughs> like it's not also dog. Like he's just he's like he's just invented the, the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but when we see him again, he reemerges from outside of his shack in a full dog suit that he just owns, I guess. And it makes him look upsettingly like a real dog. I did not. I was not lost. I mean, the the they didn't lose me on the concept that junkyard dog would own a full size dog costume. I don't. I don't think that's off the rail. That's off the table. Oh, it was. Does it get sillier? 
Yeah, he comes out and he says, I'm really feeling like a dog now. <laughs> and then he just sort of like bounds around like a dog. And then he goes outside and there's this nice lady walking by and he says, bark, bark, barky, bark, bark. Oh, wait, lady, let me help you with those groceries because <laughs> he scared her half to fucking death. I don't I don't know. This, yeah. whole, this whole sequence just just blew my my brain straight off. I was so pleased. Yeah. Remember the the guy in the shining um in the hotel room who's like given a blowjob to another guy and he's dressed up? The, the, that's imagine he's wearing that suit. <laughs> um That's kind of what it looks like. It's it's very silly and very very pleasing to the to the senses. So now Junkyard um, Duck has inadvertently terrified this woman with his dog with his dog nonsense. Uh-huh. And uh and so she's uh she's upset and uh he can't he can't seem to he can't seem to calm her down. And uh the It's like a pack of roving dogs show up. <laughs> oh god, that's right, the other dogs. Yeah, the other dogs show up and then they try a different tactic where they dress up like a criminal. <laughs> Tito, they dress up Tito like a burglar to to start coming over the fence in in order to like maybe now Bruiser will see a, a, a someone dressed as a burglar coming in that will get that will really rile him up uh, and it doesn't work and unfortunately the cops come by at the most inopportune time when he's like halfway over the fence. And then they have like a two minute conversation. Yeah, as as he's busy yelling to their dog again in English, hey, I'm a burglar, you're supposed to attack me. Like this isn't gonna work. It's not how this works. I'm I'm just glad that they do a cutaway of like, well, thanks for explaining the mix up. <laughs> Which, you know, most of the time somebody would just get carted off to jail as like a well, that's the joke, and then yeah. you know wipe the slate clean later, but uh they have absolved him of crime. Uh but Bruiser <laughs> unfortunately Bruiser's still not going for it. Um until they try a, a meat a meat trick, and um, they <laughs> need like to to feed him properly. They need to like give him good exercise and 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 a diet. And so they prepare like a big bunch of steaks, and he's gonna chow down. And then Captain Lou Albano's like, "Well, I also want that. I want that food. <laughs> that's for the dog. <laughs> that, that, and good that good good dog food." Then we finally get then we finally get a little pepper out of uh, out of Bruiser uh, as soon as his food has been stolen. That's what really gets him gets him angry. <laughs> yeah, and now now they're like, okay, now he's gonna be a good guard. Now dog. he's a real junkyard dog. Now he's got the now he's got the fire in him. Now he's got a little now, fight in his got a little fight left in him. Now Bruiser is a junkyard dog, and he's gonna guard the junkyard for junkyard dog. You guys get it? Yeah. And it's worth mentioning they they packed all of this into a ten minute episode. Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I like this one. It you know didn't have a lot of fat on the bones. It just kind of was a was a lean little you know we did a it's, concept that had some jokes. Let's get the hell out. It's a standard B plot basically that <laughs> we got as a primary story. <laughs> You're not wrong. That is interesting. It sort uh, of reminds me of like you know in King of the Hill when. Dale and they're they're all dealing with the dumpster. <laughs> yes. like they love that oh, the new, new garbage can, the new yeah, garbage yeah. can. Um, and you know, you just kind of pan away and see their latest attempt. I think this would have maybe been funnier as as the B plot of an episode. And then you have mm. Hulk. Also, why Hulk isn't part of it? So he could be off 
during this time, like solving a, a, a ghost mystery or something. And then we pan back every now and to see like what's going on or, with junkyard dogs, junkyard dog. Or just like <laughs> trying to get rid of a horse, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, cause I think, I think, yeah, it would have been better suited in that, in that context, but uh, as it stood as, as a half episode, fine. But, uh, you know, uh, wow. Yeah. wow. Austin's bringing the, Austin's bringing the real critique here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if we need to actually really, this is our winner and we hold it to a high standard <laughs> after, after that horse episode. Um, yeah. and you know, it, it, it was excellent. And, and this, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't ring that same bell for me in my heart in the same way that I was kind of hoping <laughs> it would. I agree. I agree. But it was fun. I had, I had a good time. Neither of these I, quite lived up to the horse episode. Uh, no. but, um, you know. For thirty minutes of thirty minutes of my life, uh, I was I was uh, entertained enough. If yeah, I sure. was so, if I, if I was uh, if I was a fickle Roman emperor, I don't know that I'd have Hulk Hogan uh, skinned and flayed. <laughs> he displeases me. <laughs> Bring the horse again. Uh, <laughs> Bring back the horse one. <laughs> one I liked think- the one with the horse. <laughs> I think I have to also say that that given the opportunity to watch more Hulk Hogan versus watching more Sport Billy, Mighty Ducks, after it's even after true. watching these, I'd still choose Hulk Hogan every time. St- it, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Ice Shield. I might give a dive shield. I'd give Ice Shield another but... episode, maybe. Yeah, but you know what? We didn't do that because we watched one more episode of uh, of Hulk Hogan, and there's no we ties get there, in March Madness. It's a bracket, and only there's only and you know you got to pick a winner. You yeah. do. Someone's got to win. But you know, something about winning into a transition about sponsors. Sponsor. Make my money. Bring me the golden jacket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rory. Yes, sir. Well, the time has come to uh, fill those pockets with coin. Doesn't it always, just doesn't it always come? You know how we do it is with a sponsor. And I was hoping you could tell us about our new sponsor for this week, uh, a clown with two boats. (laughs) You guys, I'm so happy to tell everybody about a clown with two boats. My, uh, my best friend in the whole wide world has, has launched his, has launched his Kickstarter. It's his global (laughs) Kickstarter to, uh, to get his lifelong dream, uh, you know, from, from, from where, uh, from up and up upstairs in his brain cabin to downstairs in his uh, ship's cabin. In his ship's cabin, <laughs> he wants to take these two boats from just, just, just him, just him being master and commander, and and really being more like everyone kind of gets it. So, so this guy, this guy, what he's been up to is he is talking about uh, he needs to get two boats uh, because. <laughs> Oh, don't you ever worry that if you've got just the one boat, people people would talk to you, people would just talk down to you like some sort of idiot clown who's really yeah. never, especially because you're trying to get into something new and different, and you're clearly not like killing it in the clown space. Yeah, and so people are like, well, who? What's up with this clown and his one boat? This guy is not a successful clown, and he's certainly not a successful fisherman. <laughs> And he spends all his time in clown space. This guy is just <laughs> not living up to what his name sort of suggests he should be doing. And I don't think it's fair to, I don't think it's really fair. People should be allowed to have hobbies, right? Yeah. 
Right, so he needs to get a second boat so people will take him a little bit more seriously so that the fish don't the fish don't just swim on by. They don't go, yeah, right. <laughs> like clownfish? Yeah, like yeah, just like that. So it kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like he's got three things going on. Like what's like Kickstarter wants specific goals, right? So is, is this just for the purchase of a second boat, or does this have to do with his fishing endeavor or his clowning endeavor? No, uh, luckily that's a stretch goal. It's just uh, oh. his first goal was one boat, but you know you, you beat oh, it. Oh, okay, so he got his first boat. Yeah, and uh, he didn't really have a lot of ideas. Like once you got the boat, you kind of got the boat, right? So. How do you how do you improve what you how do you how do you get that how do you get that going from from where it's at to where it needs to be how do you get two boats well you just say well come, more money please uh, <laughs> and I would like it I want the money for my second boat because uh, week you know on the weekend on the weekend you're supposed to give your your normal boat or your week your, you give one boat a rest <laughs> you give it a you give it a day off <laughs> like the Lord said. <laughs> boat rests on Sunday. <laughs> you know what they say is teach a man to boat for the week, and then he'll want a second boat for the weekend. That's, yeah. that's, that's Jesus. That's in the Bible. Dad, that's my weekday boat. <laughs> Dad, Dad, I can't believe clown. you right now. I'm out of here. When I'm 18, I'm out of here. <laughs> so I think it's a pretty good time to just go check out a clown, a clown with his two butts. Uh, you know, just search that one into Google. Uh, it comes uh, as a surprisingly few hits. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, that one, that, that'll get you where you need to go. Hey, sports fans. Uh, welcome back. Uh, and I'm talking to all sports fans, because at this point, everyone who likes sports has tuned into our podcast and our March Madness content. Uh, we are raking it in, people. It is crazy. Yeah. I mean, all the baseball yeah. fans, the XFL <laughs> fans who don't have it anymore. Uh, nope. Everybody. Everybody's coming in to see what we got to offer. Um, so we are. This is our grand finale. This is our, our final round. Uh, this is it for March Madness, uh, and it ends with episode 23 of Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling, Ghost Wrestlers. And uh, <laughs> I'm ready to read that synopsis. Let's hear, let's hear old, what happens. An old wrestler comes to town looking for help getting rid of ghosts in his boarding house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how well that they executed anything. I don't care anything else. Just the just it's silly that, as fuck and there's there are some ideas in here that are are so arcane as to feel like they're meant to be referencing something i don't get like yeah. why is this what what boarding house exists like like this like some sort I of know. 18th century flop house it makes no <laughs> sense but they just treat it as they treat it as complete status quo this is just part uh. of the world old people move into boarding houses <laughs> yeah it is strange. Oh. I think um, I think it's possible that before our sort of contemporary um, retirement home, the, you would have more. It would actually be a more uh, more common thing. I think you're not having, wrong, but this is still is from the late '80s. So, like, we're not talking about. I don't know. 
I don't know. It, to me, it felt very out of place. I've never seen an 80s movie where there's just a boarding house full of old timers. <laughs> 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 well, and uh, I, I just I like the I, I like the idea of trying to scoop some Scooby vibes up into this piece. It had a strong um, Scooby-Doo. Uh, yeah. Well, sensibility. strong Scooby-Doo, but also, I mean, the the elephant in the room is that Ghostbusters, the movie came out in 1984. And this yeah. is a 1985 show and it is fully there front and center. Uh, it is, it is deeply, deeply yeah. Ghostbusters um, in every sort of shred of this. Um, and I mean, it, I just, again, yeah. Okay. They're trying to do Scooby thing. Yeah. They're referencing Ghostbusters. Yeah. We didn't like this one as much as the, the horse episode, but I think a lot of this episode is entirely worth it for the moment where, so the, the the inciting action here being that that this old wrestler, this retired wrestler named Manny the Mangler shows up at their gym and, and, he, and he invokes he invokes wrestler law in order to get, <laughs> yeah. to get Hulk and the boys to go help him out. He invokes the code. They say, <laughs> yes. they say what brings you back to town? And he says, ghosts. <laughs> and then Joker kicks around him. Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Just ghosts. But then, sorry, what's that? It's the sound of the junk alarm going off because we are. (laughs) When you've got ghosts, we're interested. But no, Junkyard Dog doesn't believe him at all. And then Tito Santana says, He's one of us. And Junkyard Dog's a man of science. And and, uh, (laughs) it's still junk science, but it. (laughs) (laughs) But he represents skepticism in this episode. Yes. Yeah. He's the the agent Scully to Tito's Tito's (laughs) Mulder. But then Hulk says, Tito's right, dude. We got to look out for our fellow wrestlers. Like, like, yep, for the brotherhood, <laughs> you know, us wrestlers got to stick together because the cops won't help us. Nobody's going to help us. We got to, we got to bust our own ghosts. <laughs> like, the, the cops don't help wrestlers. <laughs> you know about the few. <laughs> it's so funny. This whole yeah. concept is amazing. Oh, it's so yeah, Manny good. the Mangler was a world champion wrestler from 1947. And, you know, my brain initially was like, isn't he older than Piss? But uh, I realized that, yeah, in 1985, 1947 wasn't that far away. No, but I want to I want to point out that while there were uh, I mean, I, I did want to look this up because I, I my bullshit alarm went off a little bit. And while there, of course, were like the, the the predecessors to the World Wrestling Federation were around since the like early 1900s and sort of the carnival circuit and that sort of thing. There wasn't like a centralized. Please welcome to the ring, the predecessor. <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't there wasn't a centralized like championship until a, they a centralized... started stuff. Yeah, later to, on. everything everything was sort of informal, and uh, you had to invoke the the Brotherhood of Wrestling <laughs> to get anything done. <laughs> Until Vince McMahon's uh, the Fraternal Order, the Fraternal Order of Ringsmen. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly not the 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 WWF did not exist in 1947. Right? Uh, yeah. And no, so Vince McMahon pulled like an Otto von Bismarck and unified <laughs> states of Germany together. Exactly. To Exactly. In order to form the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. I don't know if he's like (laughs) trying to trying to add a little more like uh, uh, legitimacy to his organization by implying it's been around longer than it has. But like it hadn't. 
So I order know. the order is older than you know, Andy. The order, <laughs> it goes back generations when a wrestling man loves a wrestling woman very much. The people don't want you to know that a wrestler signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. it's like Nicholas Cage's National Treasure. <laughs> Yeah, Hulk Hulk uh, investigates a cave full of ancient wrestlers. Or... My great great grandfather Benedict Hogan, a Neanderthal with a with a red, white, and blue bandana. As long as there have been people looking for some fun, there have been wrestlers there. God, why can we get that show? <laughs> Wrestler Naughty is really fun to me. Yeah. Well, I also like this mystery of like the the missing link was wrestlers and Bigfoot's a wrestler. Like there's just (laughs) wrestlers have been around since the dawn of time. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. But the police have been scrubbing us out of the history books because of the feud. (laughs) Um, Okay. So this is this is what goes on. We show up at Manny's boarding house and it's like classically comically haunted house style and we meet a few old people who don't matter uh we meet uh one person whose name i think is lemley uh yes who's like the boarding house director lemley the cranky boarding house director and then we meet an old woman named ethel and this is an important introduction because manny says he lets me practice my wrestling holds on her. <laughs> yeah, he tells her he bones. He tells them in yeah. no in no certain terms he bones down. And not just one. bones down, but like in a really graphic way. <laughs> There's no other way to interpret that. No. That, <laughs> There's really not. That they're just pile driving each other. <laughs> She'll catch a bone from this old dog when <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> Oh, but those are the only characters we meet that matter. And then we begin this sort of like cavalcade of spooky goofs. Um, and they are all sort of central. They're, they're written around, uh, for at least for this first chunk, they're written around one pretty good joke. Um, yeah. Where all, all of them keep getting really scared one by one in their own rooms. And they all keep creeping into Hulk Hogan's bed <laughs> to sleep with him. And not like they're not trying to fuck. Uh, they're not no. trying to fuck him. It's got to clarify. They're not doing wrestling moves on each other like like <laughs> Ethel and, and Manny. <laughs> Manny. No, they're just sharing a bed like siblings, like like Grandpa <laughs> Joe and Grandma Josephine. Right. Uh, all and piling into one bed. But it's it is funny when they, they did bring a female wrestler along, and she and she her absence becomes more and more noticed in this bed full of men. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. start questioning, like, is is it are we is, is she going to join us? And oh, yeah. like, I don't know, man. You guys got into bed with me. <laughs> it wasn't my master plan at all. Yeah, but they they keep saying the same line, which is fun, like because it starts with Andre, and he comes cool. in and, and says. Would it be okay if I stayed with you tonight? It's uh, cold in my room. And they all use the same weird excuse to the point that at the third time when when Junkyard Dog comes in. Um, would you mind if I slept with you? It's uh, cold in your room. How do you know? I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty well executed. I laughed every time. I enjoyed no. it. And it, and the visual of all the male main characters sharing one double bed is pretty damn funny. <laughs> so And so they keep sneaking into Hulk's room as uh, as they've been sort of like spooked off by the ghost. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I find funny about this episode is like, 
for for a, a haunted for a haunted house episode there's absolutely no stakes nothing bad is happening to anybody and there's not even really like a clock on solving this like we've got 20 right. days before our landlord kicks us out so basically after all of this all of the shenanigans have been going on all night and they haven't caught the ghost they do just say well i guess uh I guess we'll just try again tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, nothing, nothing, nothing of consequences happened. So uh, check back in at sundown right. tomorrow. Now, on that first night, though, um, before they actually see the ghost for real, um, is maybe my favorite sequence in the episode is where uh, they track the they go after Wendy, right? Um, yeah, they hear they, Wendy screaming. Yeah. They hear Wendy screaming and they go in and they see a they bookcase. And like, they reluctantly, reluctantly get out of their bed that's so warm <laughs> with all of their body heat. The, <laughs> yes. Uh, and they all uh, crowd around a bookcase that they are positive has to have a secret <laughs> door behind it. And I love this because, like, I was also expecting that to be a secret door and to have them then, like, nakedly call it out. Like, it must be that kind that spins around. But how do we open it? All you had to do was pull on the right book. I saw it in the movie. <laughs> so they start just pulling books in what will surely open the the secret bookcase door um, is really funny. And then they find yeah, a switch they, on they, the side. They clearly have seen Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they have seen Scooby-Doo. They're aware They've of the all... show they're in. Right. And so that's that like self-awareness that I enjoyed from the horse episode, too. That, that sort yeah. of the ability to call out tropes and sort of do something with it was um, really enjoyable. I, I don't think, I don't think the rest of the episode played on that as much no, um, a didn't. little bit later. Once they kind of think they have the, 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 the man red handed sort of a Scooby-Doo villain caught red handed. They kind of mm-hmm. play into that more. Um, but instead the, uh, the, so they find a switch instead of the bookcases or ins- they find a switch instead of the books and then it slides open and a real Slimer comes out. Um, <laughs> a green, it just looks like Slimer from Ghostbusters. There, there's really just no with other more angles. Yeah. With more angles, but essentially Slimer comes out and they chase it around everywhere. And it's just like a six minute chase sequence. Yeah, it's really Slimer. exhausting. It's t- yeah, it's really tiring. Um, and, and then, I want to say I want to say one thing here, which is going to be one of these observations that's for nobody but me, because I know you listening are not going to probably go watch this episode to to check my math on this. And you two don't care, but I'm saying it anyway, which is that they went looking for Wendy and they're pretty sure she's behind the bookcase. And when they open it with the button, the Slimer monster comes out and we go to a commercial. And at the end of the commercial break, when the, the, the shot of the Slimer monster flying by them and them all ducking and screaming Wendy's in the group. She's standing there with them, <laughs> which is really weird because then we don't see her again for the whole sequence. And then they bust in. They finally like they, they trap the ghost back in the room it came from and they go in and they get it. And then they realize, oh, no, it's just Wendy. And she's like, oh, I don't know what happened. I just woke up back here. It's like they forgot that they animated her into that sequence for some reason. I don't they know. They must have been doing it out of sequence and just like didn't yeah. have good production design <laughs> or couldn't. Uh, They're like, yeah, who the fuck should be in here? I don't know. Get the whole group in here. Wendy, all of them. I don't know. Right. That, that sort of thing. I, it just stuck out to me as a sore thumb. Like I thought I'd I thought I'd been taking crazy pills and I went back and was like, nope, there she is. She's she's just <laughs> right there. Departed. She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have been funny to, to play around with, with something Agreed. like that as Wendy sort of being in in on the the grift or something <laughs> right uh 
but no, it's not quite that complicated. Um, as they the ghost disappears out of the house and they look out the window as literally the music from Ghostbusters plays the beginning of Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme. Yeah, it just felt like the audio, legally allowed several seconds. Yeah. So so they play just a straight up eight seconds of it um, <laughs> before the drums kick in. Uh, and that was that was weird, huh? How about it was that? Very part? weird. <laughs> I, I, it was very weird. I, I thought maybe we were, were watching a fan edit or something for for a second. Because I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe things were a little more Wild West back in 1985. But maybe I mean I don't know if this show has come out on DVD since, and I'd be interested to know if they kept that song in there because that seems right. like oh, the kind God, of thing yeah, that, that would you go know, immediately. I mean, they don't have, uh, you know, they, they, there's a there's like seasons of the Muppet show that they've never released because they don't have rights to all the damn music they used in it. Right. And like Muppet yeah. Babies is in a similar situation for footage they used. Well, so and the writer of this episode, Jeffrey Scott, is the creator of the Muppet Babies as well. Mm. Show Muppet Babies. So maybe same guy, same problem. He just, just never, never learned your just... lesson, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> the corpos will get their due. Uh, so, uh, it kind of goes full Ghostbusters from that point. Once Slimer escapes and they try again the next day, now it's just sort of a montage sequence of everybody, uh, They're building getting like, yeah, like pink goo guns. Pink goo vacuums that shoot goo. Um, and now everybody has one. Um. It did oh, build up to a funny moment because we do see those guns and we do see them clearly aping on, uh, on Ghostbusters. So when they've got Slimer cornered and Hulk's like, you know what to do, boys, and then they just wrestle him, I laugh. <laughs> it was really funny when they try to tackle the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we have yet another um, waste of time. It's just a yeah. lot of nonsense happens. Really a lot of padding that could have been been doing something interesting. Instead, it's just another like six minute sequence of them just sort of wandering around gooing everybody else. Uh, and mistaking everybody else for ghosts. Right. Like, no, like everyone's really, they're all really trigger happy and they just keep pink blasting each other. And it's, <laughs> that uh... doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of, it's reminiscent of, so I haven't watched Scooby-Doo in, in quite some time, but uh, I, I'm recalling that being pretty heavily featured in their formula of a lot of just walking around looking for that ghost. Yeah, I mean, I haven't timed it, but I would guess I'd guess it's a lot of filler, though. Strangely enough, what I like about Scooby-Doo's shitty formula they reuse every time is that you never feel like your time is fully wasted. No, because they're having a conversation and they have an objective. So, yeah, they've got an objective. They're getting clues. But then when they go full nonsense, the show itself acts like it's taken a shift and they play like 60s music underneath. And it's a funny, silly bit for a while. And then they shift right out of it. This this just sort of felt like they kind of tripped and fell into a dumb nonsense sequence and then tripped and fell their way back out of it. And then the episode was over. Sure. Uh, right. Which is too bad, because like we've said, the first half of this episode is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it just sort of. I mean, has. it's like they, they really were resting on the laurels of a funny idea. Like they were wrestling on the laurels. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so basically. Um, the the what happens is they they run out to they find a, another secret passageway in the house uh, behind a candle holder uh, that's just a just a burning candle um, <laughs> sitting on the wall and they pull it down and uh, wind up in the in the cemetery because 
<laughs> it's outside this boarding house is real close to a cemetery, which is kind of dark to have an old folks home right next to a cemetery. It's just kind of the pipeline. You just wake um, up in the morning and look out the window and see where you when they, end up. Especially when they don't kind of hang a hang a hang a lantern on it and be like. You know, I wonder if the ghost is from this cemetery. Right. right. No, there's no sort of like uh, exploration of like, oh, maybe it was an old tenant. Maybe it's the legend of old, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nasty that would have Pete. been Scooby. It's Nasty Pete who who <laughs> died here last year or whatever. And yeah. Um, <laughs> but but so they, they, they find in the in the cemetery, they find Lemley, the 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 mean, the mean old suspicious uh, landlord or, or manager of the boarding house. And they accuse him of being the guy. And he's like, no, I didn't do it. Then what are you doing here? I followed those footprints, same as you. They lead over to that shed. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that because it was it was a, a clear buildup for him being the culprit. Yeah. And then disproving that it was him was another sort of Scooby-Doo self-awareness of like, Totally. No, it actually isn't the the cranky old <laughs> old guy who wanted to get him out. Uh, instead, right. they see this sort of cloaked person running away from a laboratory in the back of the cemetery that somehow <laughs> explained that the ghost was a hoax. Yeah, How? a lot of logical leaps are made really fast. I don't know. I didn't like, quite I, get how the ghost was. So you're so. Are, uh, uh, just to clarify with you, because that was my understanding as well. You're, they just say uh, that the ghost isn't real, right? Like, they don't actually right. kind of, like, they, resolve the ghost issue. They walk issue. into the shed. The obviously, they, real ghost we've been watching is a yeah, big exactly. coincidence. Yeah, they blast what appears to, in the shed. They they blast goo, and then there's, like, a hole in the wall, and they look through it, and we don't really see what they're looking at. And they just say, ah, oh, the ghost must have been fake. And we yeah. don't get any... Yeah. At least at least Scooby-Doo tries to, like, half plausibly explain how the crazy shit we've seen all episode could have been done with just sort of rudimentary technology and lights and projections and sheets and whatnot. That's there why the a... megaphone we found was used to make a pirate scream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then this one, we've had a literal Slimer flying around. And there's no explanation for that other than seeing this laboratory in the cemetery. So, yeah, it makes no goddamn sense. Uh, and then Hulk's Hulk's plan is to sort of fake like everyone's leaving the house, like, oh, this place isn't too safe. And then the 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 evil figure, thinking they're alone, they sneak back in dressed as spookums, and they scare the bad person, uh, which is a, it's a kind of a funny sequence, I guess. Like a bunch of people, a bunch of yeah, I mean, Andre the Giant is. Is, a, is is giant. I mean, he's a I giant. Know. I mean, <laughs> well, I, that's what I was thinking. I wrote a note that says like, like there's there's a part where Andre busts out of a closet and he's wearing a Frankenstein mask. And I thought it was a missed opportunity because it could have just been Andre. He's scary <laughs> yeah, enough. Right. It could have just yeah. been Andre the giant growling in there and she would have run away just the same. Like, I thought that could have yeah. been funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, I said she. Oh, no. I implied oh. that, we, that the bad person is Ethel because it's Ethel. Yeah. Uh, and they do. Um make you suspicious of that because uh because uh, she's doing manny, wrestling moves manny doing wrestling moves to her <laughs> well but also manny keeps <laughs> keeps saying ah and the, they got ethel they got right. ethel and we don't know where she's been taken or kidnapped we see no mention of her and then we see a little person run off uh, a small short person run off and that's an old lady it's an old lady it's ethel 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that she wanted everybody out is that she had heard that somebody buried. She was, she was fighting over some freight lanes for old man Cornpone, and <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. It's it's stupid. There was thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars hiding somewhere from some old tenant. It it makes no sense. Whatever. She didn't know what room it was in. She was trying to ransack rooms to find this money because she's broke and she was afraid they were going to kick her out. And then in a strange way to do business, the owner of the boarding house is like, nah, you can stay anyway. You don't have to pay rent. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of odd because she's she was kind of not only not only like causing causing a lot of mayhem and like people were at the beginning. This guy was was genuinely scared for his assumedly his life. Yeah, he had to go find wrestlers to help him. He didn't think that the ghost was just like a oh that's just the ghost you a know we, we deal with it a prankster yeah <laughs> yeah they, you, they, and you don't get to invoke the wrestler code you don't get you know, to invoke all the, the time code. you know you and, don't want to be uh, the guy who cried code <laughs> <laughs> and then they caused quite a bit of property damage traipsing around this whole time I found it very odd that yeah. uh, that they just was like oh no it's fine you're our friend well so they find <laughs> the money and they literally Manny literally says. Okay, now, <laughs> as, yes. as he like clutches <laughs> Ethel tightly, as he clutches wads of cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, mean, the horse episode had a, did a similar kind of overly tying a cute bow in the last thirty seconds. Oh, where the, it turns out the horse had the diamonds. <laughs> yeah. The diamonds we didn't know about until that point. And, and then they rub the horse, the horse, and then, then he coughs up the diamonds in a fun little bag. And oh, here yeah. you go. Here's your diamonds. <laughs> but at the very least with that one, it was, you knew they had that in mind the whole time. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. because they were, they were just hiding it from us. And the silliness fit, the, the silliness of the answer fit the silliness of the episode. Right. Yeah. This one, we hadn't heard about this old tenant, Mr. Wheeler, or the $100,000, or anything related to the actual solution of the so-called, you know, puzzle, mystery, whatever. They just give it to us at the end, and that's like, okay. And then, as if to add insult to injury, they do the thing that almost every cartoon in the universe, or even live-action thing in the universe, has ever done when they use ghosts as a flavor, which is to show the ghost wasn't real and then in the last 30 seconds imply, but maybe there were real ghosts. Yeah, one of their vacuum cleaners like glows and and throms and and they drop it and they get scared and they drive off. Yeah. So, but was that the Slimer? Is is it the real Slimer in there? Or did they catch a separate ghost that... (laughs) That we just didn't see. It was off screen. Or maybe they just used a haunted vacuum, you know? Yeah. What about you, Roman Emperor? How do you feel about this one? <laughs> this one pleased me, but less so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If this had been our episode that we watched for March Madness as the standard bracket, I don't know if we would have given it to it. No, I don't I don't know. I think I think Ice Shield might have might have eked out ahead. Might have eked might the cat right. ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Speed Racer. Or Speed Racer, although I didn't know that I didn't feel that we got a great sampling of Speed Racer. Um, but who knows? Maybe we did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I still like both of these episodes. I mean, it it has the stuff. It consistently has what we liked about it, which are these sort of like really yes wild. Yes and no. Concepts. This 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 felt like I this felt a lot closer to watching an episode of Scooby Doo than it did the other Hulk Hogan shows we'd you know we'd watched. 
Yeah, but like what I what I mean is what I mean is like it has those those sort of scattered individual moments of just like of a good good one liners, yeah, and of like getting getting six men in a bed together, <laughs> <laughs> like like that whole sequence, like that's the kind of thing that I really liked this show for. Is it's just it it's completely bananas, uh, like infantilizing of these wrestlers. Like yeah, yeah. we're big slabs of meat, and we're just gonna crawl into bed together and brush our teeth. Like like that kind of concept is really funny. And, yeah, the and, fact and that's though, still present. The fact that we yeah. got about eleven minutes of this episode was just wasted time just nonsense yeah. was the disappointment yeah. it was really this is the only Agreed. episode when i felt like my time was being wasted like i want yeah. i want 11 minutes back <laughs> because they're just wandering around the house <laughs> doing jokes that aren't not really doing jokes they're just kind no. of yeah just just spinning it's spinning wheels yeah it's it's kind of hanna barbera slapstick kind of nonsense mm-hmm. it's, it's just kind of it was it was just wasting space until you die. Not unlike the people here at the boarding house. Oh, <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> oh. Let's go to the wrap up. Ah, uh, March is coming to a close. Finally, we are getting out of this goddamn month. the The virus is probably still here. We're probably still not leaving our homes. But uh, but you know what? We were very, very pleased to bring you a little bit of sports entertainment, even though the, uh, you know, the actual athletes are probably just sitting on their thumbs. Just collecting those paychecks, those millionaires. (laughs) The problem the problem is that not enough people do like what we're doing, which is like fake socializing where we don't have to be inside of each other. Which is hiding in our deep, in our deep <laughs> wells, buried, <laughs> entombed in our, entombed in our, in our, uh, uh, you know, basements, our anime basements. Yeah. It's like a mummy uh, king. Uh, <laughs> the only virus we can catch is laughter <laughs> and it's contagious. The only, we're, we're going to catch out otakoronavirus <laughs> oh no I've caught the anime bug too now <laughs> now I'm bitten by the anime bug oh god so wait a minute All right, let's, 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 let's Yu-Gi-Oh to the wrap up <laughs> why don't you Yu-Gi-Oh to the polls um <laughs> That's what Hillary would have said if there was, we lived in the bizarro world where Yu-Gi-Oh was more popular than Pokemon. I like the, I like the idea that she has to say that <laughs> to fans. Yeah, there's no yeah, universe in which she doesn't say something like that. Tell me to Pokemon go back, go back where I came from. Tell me to Pokemon <laughs> go my own business, go mind my own business. Say the funny, Hillary. Say it the funny way. <laughs> Uh, no, let's do a quick, let's do a quick little, little retrospective of, of the, what, what do we, what do we actually watch during this arc? We, what do we start with? I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. Oh God, we, we started, started with, with the Pro Stars. Pro Stars with our friend Dave Rapocio. Yeah, we had Dave Rapocio on. We watched, uh, we watched Pro Stars. We watched Sport Billy and. Ice Ducks. Duck, uh, the Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks. Mighty, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Mighty Here Ducks. Come the Mighty Ducks. That was a great uh, theme. That was such a good theme. We didn't really talk about it, but that was a bop. Uh, We watched Shield 21, which had a not so great theme, but a pretty incredible. But a fun vampire. (laughs) Gun summoning vampire. (laughs) Football vampire. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then uh, I feel like we're forgetting one. I feel like I'm forgetting. Speed Racer. Oh, Speed Racer. Yeah. So there was, it was a good crop of shows. If we had better straight up basketball cartoons, then we would have done it. But uh, I'm telling you. Not not many. There isn't. There's anime. I know we wanted yeah, to watch well, that. Yeah, well, we did your, we, we diddled in your, in your <laughs> we, anime we stroked your little We stroked your little anime. Quahoon. For a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> Quahoon. We pinched we pinched that between our thumb and our forefinger. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god. Don't mind this if I socially horrible. distance myself from you a little farther. But oh. yeah, so it was it was a good time. We did March Madness. We we're the only March Madness in town by you know. Given the choice between staring at a blank TV and listening to our podcast, I'm pretty sure every sports fan sports fan in the world just listened to our show. So I'm looking forward to those big ups on our Patreon numbers. Ma, hey Ma, (laughs) where's the sports game on? Ma, there's no basketballs on. (laughs) We have basketball at home. I want to watch the billionaires throw at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Ma, the only thing that's on is this podcast about anime. No thanks. Oh Jesus! I like the idea of sports fans. Once once they got the news from ESPN that all sports was canceled, that they just shut down their TV and <laughs> qu- quietly awaited the return of sports. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Dang it will it. come today. <laughs> Dave, are you ever going to leave the house? No. What if sports <laughs> comes back on TV and I miss I'm on it? Strike. You can't I'll use Dave back. as a generic I'll name anymore. We've just had Sports Dave on. Oh, no, you're right. Got to pick uh, a new generic straw man. I'll come back and let LeBron out. <laughs> yeah, do you think LeBron James is just sitting in a dark room because they haven't activated him yet? <laughs> Steph Curry will return to his pod. <laughs> we'll summon you when it's time. Yeah, like Gordon Freeman in Limbo. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, well, we're quickly devolving. I think we should end this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. March Madness has been a lot of fun. Uh, next week, we've got uh, the results, uh, a special we're doing from the results of our most recent patron poll. So look forward to that. And uh, then the week after that, we're going to start a whole new arc, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. We've already got made plans, and uh, and I'm stoked. And I, I, hope, I hope you've all enjoyed it. I hope the Roman Emperor enjoyed it. I did. Ah, good. Oh, Oh, man, I was was, was really nervous for a second. Bring me my anime whip. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) You better do what he says. (laughs) See you next Tuesday.